everyone. We are back with this week's episode of the First in Tech podcast. I'm your host, technician sports editor Andrew Schnitker. I'm assistant sports editor Alex Sawyer. We have a lot to talk about, some good, some not so good. We'll start with the good. NC State women's basketball made it to the semis of the ACC tournament. Alyssa Cunane had an absolutely fantastic ACC tournament. And the Wolfpack gets a three seed in the NCAA tournament which is huge for the program. They're going to host at Reynolds for the second year in a row. Yeah, it's a big step for this program. Again, obviously hosting in Reynolds last year was a huge deal to be able to do that again. To go to the ACC tournament, the team played really well. Lisa Cunane was absolutely fantastic in that. To get that three seed, to be able to come back to Reynolds and host those first two rounds of the tournament, that's I mean that's a really big deal for Westmore and the squad. The pack will play Maine in the first round, and then after that, the winner of Kentucky-Princeton. Um Wolfpack also gets a pretty favorable draw in terms of the whole tournament because if NC State does get out of that regional play, they go to Sweet 16 Elite Eight in Greensboro. So definitely we'll get the Wolfpack fans in the building for that if they're there. Again, great show out from the NC State fans at the ACC tournament. And to be able to have that three seed, to be able to be in position, to be able to go play in Greensboro for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, I mean, that's a big step for this program, especially considering how uh, injury, how many injuries have hit this team this year. Yeah, that's just worth mentioning how remarkable it is what this team has been able to accomplish despite not really being fully healthy. And for them to have the possibility to play, you know, four rounds in North Carolina, two in their home building and two right up the road. I mean, that would be really good for this program. And maybe, you know, they've accomplished a lot already without healthy players. So I'm certainly not wouldn't bet against them making a deep run in the tournament. Unfortunately for the Wolfpack, that is the only chance at a deep run in the NCAA tournament comes on the women's side for NC State this year. Yeah, the Wolfpack men get left out of the NCAA tournament into the NIT, but go to the ACC tournament, you beat Clemson in your first game, then lose to a just very good Virginia team, but not even that Clemson win enough to get you into the NCAA tournament, you now playing the NIT where the Wolfpack is hosting the first couple rounds, beat Hofstra Tuesday night in Reynolds Coliseum. We'll have another game back at Reynolds um, on Sunday. But yeah, to miss the NCAA tournament, I mean, that's disappointing for NC State. It's just interesting to me because when you look, most years this NC State team would not be a tournament team. I mean, you look at the non-conference strength of schedule, the bad losses, but this year, when you look at some of the teams that are in there, like St. John's in particular, you just you just wonder how those teams had a better resume than NC State. NC State finished 33 in the new net ranking that the NCAA created, and doesn't get in. I'm Deb. We've all seen Debbie Yao's uh, Twitter rampage ever since. Uh, well, maybe rampage isn't the right word. Uh, voicing of displeasure ever since selection Sunday, but I, I mean, I think it's warranted. I think NC state has a legitimate gripe with being left out of the tournament, but it happened. And now the NIT is not what you want, but it's still a decent opportunity. I mean, it's an opportunity for this team to play more games together. You're going to have a lot of guys back. Next year, it's an opportunity for NC State fans to see a guy like Torin Doran play a couple more games. And I was not at Reynolds last night, but it sounded like it was a really, really good, fun atmosphere in the building. So it's a chance for a couple of really meaningful games in the old barn for NC State here. 
Yeah, definitely. And these games are, they are meaningful. I mean, it's not the NCAA tournament and obviously that's where you want to be, but you have the opportunity to play postseason basketball to get more games as a team together, like you said. And again, you bring back almost your entire roster. So to be able to play more games, but also to be able to play games in these single elimination tournaments where the games, I mean, do matter because at the end of the day, if you're playing basketball, you still want to win. And to have that opportunity, it's not the NCAA tournament, but I think NC State could make the most out of this NIT because when you look at the NIT field, this NC State team is one of the strongest in it. Yeah, no, I definitely would not surprise me. They would have to go to Greensboro to play UNCG, who is the one seed in this side of the bracket, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them keep winning and honestly have a shot at winning the NIT. I mean, you look, I believe Penn State won the NIT last year, and you've got... I think it was 2011, North Carolina had a down year, went to the NIT and went to the semifinal. So, I mean, there's no reason at this point, now that you've accepted the bid in the NIT, to not you know, play your way through it and play hard. And I think that is what we saw from NC State last night. Yeah, they played well against Hofstra. They, you know, obviously it took a while to get the game going, but at the end of the day, got a win and for an NC State team like this in the NIT, it's a good opportunity. I just pulled this up now because I was curious. Teams like NC State win the NIT most years. It's normally a Power 5 school that gets left out of the NCAA tournament, not a smaller team. So, you know, there's a good opportunity here for NC State to continue to play and can hopefully continue to play well for them and, you know, move along in this tournament and maybe make a run for the NIT championship. And somebody who's been fighting the good fight unfortunately it ended up being a losing fight for nc state's ncaa tournament prospects on twitter for several weeks now as some of you may have seen is uh josh goodson of sports channel 8 a good follow for any nc state fan and our guest today so now we are going to go to josh by phone and guys we are on with this week's guests Sports Channel 8's Josh Goodson. How you doing today, Josh? Doing good, guys. How are y'all? We're doing great. It's great to have you on the show. So just for starters, for any of our listeners who maybe haven't seen your the arguments that you've been laying out for NC State in terms of the criteria and this year with the teams on the bubble for being left out, can you just kind of make that argument for us? Yeah, no problem. So, uh... Obviously, uh, we're sitting here. We know NC State did not make the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's pretty disappointing. Um, a, a lot of people, and even a lot of the NC State people you, you kind of talked to if you were at the ACC tournament, and a lot of talking heads um, throughout the country were even stating the Clemson game in the ACC tournament was a play-in type game. Once they won that game, you kind of felt good. Uh, a lot of issues, a lot of people emphasized the non-conference strength of schedule, that to me was a little bit of irrelevant and um we you know we were tend to believe uh at least uh it was emphasized to us that the the net the new net tool that the NCAA had was going to be um of high importance and um in reality it it was and it wasn't uh your your net your specific team's net NC State's net was not nearly as important as the nets of the other teams that they played which was which is uh Pretty silly, in my opinion. Uh, NC State ranked as the highest of, of any of the teams left out in the net. Uh, if this was an RPI year, a lot of people like to compare it to this is like the replacement for the RPI. I don't believe there was ever a RPI team left out um, 
at 33. So that was, that was kind of odd. And um, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people that watched this team this year, you, you could watch them and make a case that, yeah, maybe in a, in a normal year, they don't look like an NCAA tournament. They did not look like an NCAA tournament team, but this year was not. And the main reason it was not, um, I think, is because you had, to, you had the Pac-12, for instance. The Pac-12 is a Power 5 conference. Generally, a conference like that's going to probably get five, six, seven bids. They only got three, and actually that may have been too many, but the reality is if they only got three, that opens up three to four more spots that is likely not there in normal years, which is why NC State was thrown in the mix. At some point, you have to fill out the field, which is why Alabama, with a ton of losses, was still on the bubble. Indiana, you can, you know, name name a team at the kind of the end in that first four out, and normal years they are not there, but this year you had to fill out a team. And I actually think NC State had just as good a uh, – they were just as deserving as the other teams. Yeah, and you touched on this there, but the NCAA does start using that new net system, and NC State probably feels pretty good about that, being 33 in that net, but then you don't make it, and you look at the NCAA and how they use that. How do you feel about, I mean, the way the net was, you know, given to us by the NCAA, but then NC State 33 doesn't get in? Yeah, well, if you want to use it as they as, as they like to say as a sorting tool, I, I think that's okay, right? At some point, you got to look at what you've seen. Uh, I guess with the quote unquote eye test, and if you want to use it as a sorting tool, that is okay. But the way that they applied it as a sorting tool, in the sense of especially sorting out the quads, right? We 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 were told on the selection committee show that. NC State did not get in because they had a lot of opportunities against quad one teams and just frankly did not get the job done. I'll be honest. I'm actually okay with that reasoning of why they did not get in. Um, there are, if you did not win enough good games, maybe you don't deserve to be in. And if you want to, and they actually applied that pretty well in terms of, the other bubble teams. Um, I will take out Belmont and Temple because the guy also explicitly stated they those those two particular teams took advantage with given the opportunities they had. So I mean, this is more of an argument in the sense of against uh, other Power Five teams like St. John's or excuse me Power Six teams. St. John's is one of them. Arizona State, Ole Miss, so on, so on. So they did not want they did not look at your net rating, but the way that they do the quad system now, if you win a game at on the road against the 75th ranked team it is of higher importance than winning a home game against the 31st best team and they the, the way that they got to those rankings was by the net so it was a little it was a little hypocritical uh, that and that's why st john's was boosted as high as they were boosted they ended up having five quad one wins well if you look at if you kind of dig deep into that they i believe they were five and five or five and six in quad one they did not play one conference game above a team ranked 26. Okay, keep that in mind. Did not play one conference game above a team that was 26. Another one of their quad one wins was a win over number 70 Providence on the road, and number 53 Creighton, I believe, was another one. On the other hand, NC State played, as we know, I think it's been documented, they played eight games against the top 22 in conference. Okay, you can make us, and I'm I'm okay with it with the committee stating win one of those games. And quite frankly, if they, if they win that Virginia game that went overtime, they're probably in. Or if they win that Wisconsin game, they're probably in. 
but at the end of the day, we can't use this archaic system of being able of, of sorting sorting teams with the net and then putting them in these quad systems and trying to rank what's more important. Are you telling me that NC State beating Clemson? And Syracuse, or beating Clemson at home, and beating Syracuse at home is not as big of a deal as uh, St. John's winning at Providence. That's that's where they need to figure it out. They either need they either need to use the net at its face value and place some importance on a team's particular net, or just get rid of the quad systems. If they it's they need to fix the quad systems. I don't know if you create a super quad one. At some point, you do need to have a a, a line in the sand and just say this is what it is. But uh. That, that, at the end of the day, was, was the main issue. NC State did not have enough quad one and quad two wins compared to some of the other teams. And quite frankly, it just it was kind of just a sense of bad luck in, of, of who they played and when they played them. You, you touched on this a little bit, but I just think that that narrative that NC State you know didn't play anybody, obviously the non-conference schedule was what it was, but at the same time, I mean, they played... Wisconsin, they played Auburn, they beat the eventual SEC champ, they played the top three teams in the country five times, and they really can't control some of the teams that they scheduled that were decent teams or decent mid-majors last year that kind of fell off this season. Well, you know, yeah, actually, you know, at the end of the day, I believe Jerry Palm was the one that was harping on it and, and, and from CBS and a few other the bracketologists. They said they're going to be left out because of the non-conference strength of schedule. At the end of the day, they weren't. Now, I think when it got down to like the NIT and the first four out, like we NC State was, I guess, the fifth team out, maybe or maybe not even that. But if you lump in together those five teams, I bet the the strength of schedule was stuck out like a sore thumb. But at the end of the day, they weren't left out because of that. If they win the Wisconsin game and have one more quad one win, we're not even talking about it. Um, Iowa got in this year. They were quad one, quad two. They won 11 games. Their strength of schedule was 303. 303. Nobody's talking about that. 303. And as you as you mentioned, NC State just had a little bit of uh, – there's a few games you can look at and be like, this team's probably going to stink. Um, they're not going to be great. They weren't great last year. But there were a few instances. The Vanderbilt was is a big one. They have a lottery pick that goes down, doesn't even play against NC State. They end up sucking. They have a uh, Penn State won the NIT last year. They were supposed to be better than they were. They were not. Um, I don't. I don't think it ended up. I, I honestly just don't think it ended up being an issue. And, and the good thing is about it with the ACC going to twenty game conference schedules starting next year, I believe that point's going to even be more irrelevant than it than it has ever been in regards to the non-conference strength of schedule. It's just, it's just an antiquated, again, it's something silly. Um, if you look at the quad systems, a quad four, which is what a bunch of the NC State games were played in, those, those non-conference games, if you beat the 162nd team at home, that's a quad four win. If you beat the 353rd team at home, that's a quad four win. What, what's the difference? At the end of the day, what's the difference? They both are going to look, they're, they're both are going to be who cares that you want them games, but they're both going to look like really, really bad losses. And so at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's really, really relevant. So yeah, moving forward now, NC State obviously isn't in, and you can talk about that as much as you want, but NC State does have some basketball to play in the NIT and obviously pick up a win against Hofstra and Reynolds Coliseum Tuesday night. How much should State fans care about the NIT with this group, this team being able to play some more basketball? 
I think a lot. Like I, I saw this going around on Twitter that some state fans don't care, and and, and I get it. It's not the NCAA tournament. It, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to get up for it after the disappointment of not getting in in the big dance. But I have two points to make. Number one, if you're a fan of any team, isn't more sports for your for your fan for your team like a better thing? That's that's how I look at it. If your team is able to sit, if your team was able to play more sports, play more games, it's it's better than not. In a in four weeks, we won't have any basketball to, to look at it. And a lot of us are going to be like, dang it, I wish I missed the uh, basketball team. But I think for this team, um, it, from like an actual playing standpoint, I think it's a big deal that they're in this, that, that they're still playing and they need to take it as a big deal. I, the looks of it, I believe they're going to lose Torn Dorn as a senior. Everyone else, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, expected to come back. I know there's some rumblings. Is, is Markel going to come back or is he going to go pro? You know, and, and when I say pro, is he going to go play overseas somewhere? Because uh, I know his, he's a little bit older and he's, he's kind of been there, done that. But the reality is you're, you have a ton of the, your poor playing. And this, these, these guys just need to play together more. Um, we go back to the, the, this, did they deserve to get in the tournament? At the end of the day, they were just a very – average team they beat a bunch of teams they should they beat a bunch of teams like them they couldn't really get over the hump look at the all acc teams that came out they no one on the first second third or honorable mention that's a big deal like that that's a huge deal they they did not have enough great players and did not have enough uh cohesiveness this year to, to just get over the hump and win a big game or two and i i i can't um i can't imagine them not getting better because of this situation. And it's to me, I, I would almost treat it as a, like a preseason, like spring practice type thing that the football teams go through, use this to build for next year. Um, so if you're an NC state fan, just get behind them, like get over it. They weren't going to, if they got to the tournament, does anyone think they were going to win more than one game? Maybe two. They hadn't shown there were other bubble teams that NC State's had in recent years where you could sit there and say, you know what, if they win a game, they might be able to knock off a one seed. They might be able to knock off a two seed. I don't think anyone who's watched this team this entire year had that feeling. Like, if they get in, they were going to make this magical run. It's fun for your tournament to be in the conversation, and you can see them on a bracket. Uh, but just get behind them and support them. Um, last night – uh, Tuesday was a lot of fun. I expect Sunday night's going to be a lot of fun, especially if it's a team like Georgetown. I believe Georgetown has to play Harvard. If it's Georgetown, that's a name matchup. That could be a lot of fun. And then after that, um, they would either play at home again or go on the road to play in Greensboro. They would play UNC Greensboro. That's another place you can go to and watch games. I would actually love for them to have to play there. That's where the ACC tournament is next year. And, um, we talk about it, and people talk about it a lot. It's good to have familiar, familiarity with other arenas that you're going to play in at some point. And after that, they would go to Madison Square Garden. So that's a long answer to your to your question, but just, just get behind them and kind of get over they're not in and uh, just enjoy more basketball. So one last question for you. Going forward after this, after kind of the whole getting maybe not snubbed, but missing out when you maybe could have made it this year, should NC State be looking to change anything going forward in terms of scheduling or anything like that? Um, I don't. The I guess a short answer is sure. I I guarantee you they're going to probably try to make a concerted effort to not play two or 
two or three teams like that, like in the bottom, like they did. Like I think they played this past year, ten teams or three teams that placed in the bottom ten of the country. Again, at the end of the day, are we? Do we really care if they play two fifty two and two fifty three ranked the two hundred fifty third ranked team or the three fifty two and three fifty third? No, like they should beat both of those teams regardless of who it is. You might just beat one by 20 and the other by 40. Um, so I do think they'll make a cognizant effort because it was such a big talking point this year to to boost that a little bit. But like I said earlier, we're going to 20-game ACC conference schedules next year. Um, you've already got the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I, I imagine they're going to probably be in some preseason tournament or you know, a, a Thanksgiving-time tournament. Uh, I know they probably have a home... They have an away game probably scheduled back at Auburn, I would imagine, to fulfill that uh, two-game little series that they had. So it, I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to make an effort to make it better, but I think a lot of it's just going to be done for them because of the new the new schedule in the ACC and kind of what you already have to do anyways. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's all we got for you today, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on to this episode with us. No problem, guys. I appreciate it. Anytime. Well, Alec, that was great. Josh certainly knows his stuff when it comes to NC State and the NCAA tournament bubble, and it's always good to hear as many perspectives as possible when something like this happens. Yeah, I think it's easy to sit back and take your opinion and make it well-known, but to have other people that also have looked into it a lot more, looked into all the NCAA systems of deciding it's always good to have for some perspective. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people are sitting there saying, well, oh, the NC State should have made the tournament. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Josh has probably done the best job of anyone I've seen among the NC State community of really finding information and numbers and statistics to back that up. Yeah, definitely. To be able to come at it with the numbers to look at both sides of it too to say this is why maybe they should have been this is why maybe they probably shouldn't have been I think that's always a good side to have because I think he was very fair and you know saying that maybe this NC State team probably wasn't good enough to be a tournament team but in this year maybe this team probably should have made it yeah I would I would say so and I think that's all we have for you guys this week we'll be back next week with a lot to talk about we've got another NIT game some women's NCAA games and we'll Definitely try to talk more next week. We didn't get to it this week. A uh, a baseball team that is currently 20-1 and one and number one in the country in at least one poll. But until then, I'm your host, Technician Sports Editor Andrew Schnitker. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Alex Sawyer. And that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone.